Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. If you listen on the Entail app, that's E-N-T-A-L-E, photos, links and videos of what we're talking about will pop up as you listen. Have a look. Hi, I'm Annabelle and I'm absolutely fine. But today I'm wearing a polar neck. So this throws up various problems. First of all, uh, I'm properly, properly hormonal today. So I feel like I'm made of bee stings, quite fat bee stings. <laughs> Secondly, it creates a kind of shelf with, 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 with my bosom, which is this, I've just I've just choked on some uh, coconut and spat coconut flakes all over my tits. Thirdly, my body temperature is, is compromised at the best of times. So I'm going to be wrestling with that thermostat again. Um, and fourthly, Emily is wearing a pearl as well. So we're unwittingly twinning. We didn't mean to. And she looks very, very different in hers. How are you, Miss M? You know what? I'm absolutely fine, but I'm sweating and I feel slightly claustrophobic. Yeah. And I spilt tea um, over the front of it. I don't know what it is about polar necks that make me feel like I should look competent and somehow do the opposite. So um, I know they make you look capable, but feel insane. Basically so. Anyway, big love here. Our next guest was a city headhunter with a passion for fashion. She was just about to sign the lease on a shop when she turned to her husband and said, oh, I think I might give this blogging thing a go. And does my bum look 40 was born? Now her fashion conundrums and solutions have evolved into a properly useful corner of the internet. And her changing room roundups on Instagram stories are as practical as they are brilliant. Anyone who would ruthlessly expose themselves to high street changing room lighting so we don't have to is a hero in our books. Now she is about to leap from your iPhone screen to your TV screen in BBC One's new primetime show, You Are What You Wear. We are so grateful to you, Cat Farmer. How are you? I'm doing fine, but I have worn my Emergency pants. <laughs> oh, God. And you know, I know I didn't quite realise that they were. I didn't, I didn't quite realise that they were until, you know, you sit down and you think on the train, you think, something's not right, something's not right. <laughs> and I can feel things bulging where things shouldn't bulge, but the worst thing is the wedgie. Oh. So I am going to sit here and pick my You know, the funny thing is, yeah, well, it's, it's still morning, so you're still picking. But I, early afternoon when that happens, I find that I just become defeated and allow the wedgie <laughs> yeah. to just rest. It's a low-lying level of discomfort that you just get used to. Yeah. I feel that about bras always. Always, always. Well, you just don't like wearing I bras. I just don't like do wearing you? bras. Yeah. yeah, but you're for, you're like me. You're very you're 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 smaller of breasts. Yes, exactly. So it's probably okay. Yes, yeah. I wear a bra twenty four hours a day. <laughs> I do. I have sleep bras. I have every I kind to, of bra. One of the major polar neck accidents that we've already had this morning was that you unclipped your bra by accident. I did. Wow, really it's a terrible you? carry on moment. I managed to <laughs> un- wow. unclip my own bra. I was trying to adjust it. It went wang. And, and she was that. holding it. She was like, I cannot let it go. I cannot yes. let it go. <laughs> I might have hurt someone. <laughs> do you, you see, even though mine are small, if I take my bra off, they do. I am then at that point able to tuck them into my waistband. <laughs> they look like, do you know what they look like? I always say this, dead hamsters. Yes. Which is awful, but you know, they sort of lie down. They just sort of take this on this sort of conical, sort of, you know, yes. dead hamster shape. So Does mine are more you? like cocker spaniel oh, I, ears. But, I, but no, I couldn't give them monkeys. Yeah, I don't care. Funny, different things bother yeah, us. It bother it's true, actually. Yeah, the, my, the, the 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 belly bothers me. The, okay. The, the roll over the jeans that that bothers me. Um, my knees, which are disgusting, bother me. My <laughs> teeth, which are starting to look like tombstones, bother me. But the boobs, don't care. Do you know what? We've got to look at ourselves as a whole package. If you yep. can kind of get yourself together. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you want to be perfectionist about every single pore, and I know plenty of women who are, and it is a full-time, very stressful, really joyless job. Well, I think the problem is the older you get, everything starts to fall apart. 
So before yes. you know it, your entire schedule and every every free minute, every waking minute, and every piece of spare cash is spent trying to yeah. literally bolster yourself Lift. back. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lift your spirits well, and your boobs and your But that's what a bra does. Your, yeah. While battling a full beard. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, think, I think you only, I think I only need one thing to make me feel kind of like pulled together as in I could the rest of it could be falling apart well, one whatever. thing that's a yes. bit extra like yeah, an okay. earring or a sparkly shoe or, or, or like a pedicure or whatever like it's sort of yeah. like who cares roots. if my knees are forked do you know I'm like that about my well. house which is sort of slightly falling down but if I just look into one corner and there's a table with a nice lamp and a bunch yes. of flowers just those little moments. Tidy kitchen. Mine's a tidy kitchen. The rest of the house could literally go to hell and hang out. <laughs> and as long as, yeah, tidy kitchen and my bed's made occasionally. Can we just talk about changing rooms? Oh, yeah. Why, yes. seeing as retail isn't so much trouble, why have yeah. these shops not got the memo about the lighting, about the mirrors? I mean, it's idiocy. Because about I'll the do size all... of them. Yes. You're like in a, it's, well, you can't swing a cat. Not that you'd want to swing a cat, but you do want to know like how but, you're going to move. But I some of them automatically like a... go out. Every time. Got to look in another mirror. I can't. I'm too scared. I'm too scared to go out. I'm far too self-conscious. So I'm stuck in this multi-mirrored hellhole with smear test lighting. Well, I have to say that is why I do love um, online shopping. Mm. Because at least you can do it in the comfort of your own home, under a light you know, and you can put the items with things you already own, which is the most important thing. But if they're going to bang on about bricks and mortar and how to save it, well, this is one way to save it, people. Yeah. I mean, in, in so many shops, unfortunately, the shopping experience is so poor. Mm. It's so, so, so poor. But I always say, actually, that it's a great, or well, I think it's a great analogy and it works. If you go into a fitting room and you prefer what you've gone in wearing yeah. to what you've tried on, don't buy anything. Oh, that's so clever. Because you never, you never go shopping in your absolute finery. No, I'm always in Ugg boots exactly. and some prison pyjamas. Yeah. Well, I think that's why you do have to try things on. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we are all, and that's why I love, you know, I mean, I, I, you said about the shop, but actually I started blogging, but then actually I was a stylist. That's what I used to do. I used to go into people's houses, go through their wardrobes um, and say, right, all this stuff you can rewear. These are the gaps in your wardrobe that you need. Anyway, that's what I used to do. But I, and I love it. And over the, over the last couple of years, it's become a much more prominent thing. Whereas almost a decade ago no one was doing it celebrity stylists yes normal normal people styling no yeah. and actually I still maintain it's more difficult to style a normal person than it is oh I totally to agree for a red carpet it's a shame it's called styling isn't it it's a silly silly it word it's called dressing or just helping yeah you yes. know the yeah. styling thing makes it feel really rarefied it makes it, it, makes yeah. it feel a bit self-obsessed and a bit absurd and it yeah. isn't you don't style yourself when you get dressed in the morning you just get dressed I think it's also finding yourself it's just giving a little bit of a helping hand Annabelle has gone through my wardrobe and it was fantastically helpful to have someone exactly just go I don't think you're ever going to wear this this you'll wear this could work with this yep. try that with that boom 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 charity shop you know and also because Emily's so so um good natured and also happy to be naked at all times it was super fun because no one got cross or sweaty or yeah. panicked it was super fun yeah people can get I mean it can be stressful because it's so personal it yeah. really 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 is personal but I think you know I don't know I mean it's one of those things that people don't spend enough time in their own wardrobes because it is seen as being vain it's seen as being fickle, where actually it's all about confidence. Mm. You know, also, we're constantly being bombarded with this is the new sleeve, this yeah. is the new length of trouser, crop trousers, high trousers, long trousers, whatever. And so you feel like, oh my god, I need to add this, add, 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 and then you look in and you're overwhelmed. I do actually think that actually now with Instagram and with the huge volume of inspiration that you can get online, 
everything does go. So I think, you know, people are, you, you it, I don't know, people are more likely to find their own style. Whereas I remember when I first started 10 years ago, skinny jeans, that, that was all you could wear. There was no other option other than a skinny jean. Whereas now you can wear skinny, you can wear straight, you can wear flare, you can wear kick flare, you can wear crop, you can wear high-waisted, low-waisted. So there is actually a lot more variety for people to find their own style. But you're right, in it, that in itself can be confusing. There are fewer rules, aren't there? There you are know, no rules. There, exactly, there are no rules. And also, once you are, you know, over a certain age, you've, you've got most jean shapes knocking around. Or you know what works for you. Yeah. So that's the other thing I always say is dress for the lifestyle that you have, not the lifestyle that you want. You know, ne and you be aware of your body shape and don't try and shoehorn your, you know, yourself. At, what people do as well is they see a style on somebody else and think, I've got all those components yeah. that will look amazing on me. And then they put it on. And like a potato. <laughs> but I do that often. You know, and I will do that often. People always say, you know, and it's 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 very flattering. You know, you look amazing in everything. Uh no. What doesn't work for you? Oh, oh gosh. A dress at a certain length will look absolutely awful. Anything really anything bodycon will look, you know, it's just just not me at all. Short that exposes my knees. Literally hate my knees. They do look like baby Les Dawson's. <laughs> They are actually disgusting. They're hideous. If all else fails, you could paint a little face on them. Oh my God, you're tour. so good. I know, you know, see, maybe see, people see Jesus in a pancake. Yeah. You can see Les Dawson in my knees. Okay, we're doing that later. The baby version. Oh my God, totally. You could, honestly, with just a Sharpie, you could have a whole meme. So you went from working in the city to being a stylist. And was and were you a stylist for women that you knew? No, women I didn't know. That's, I started the blog as marketing. Literally, it was just PR and marketing. That's how it started. To sell and your I, services. To sell my, to advertise what I did. And actually, it was a great place for uh, to collate research. And then other people could access it. Because, you know, the surface, it was, it's the service I offered wasn't hugely expensive. I mean, we, you know, we, we weren't rolling around in money. But, it, you know, it was, it was just, it was just uh, a means to an end, really. And I loved doing it. But it just meant that people who couldn't afford it uh, or who didn't want me going in and rooting through their wardrobe, I was very polite, very kind, um, <laughs> you know, were, were able to access that sort of information. Did you call yourself Does My Bum Look 40? Yes. It was always yeah. destined to be something else. Yeah. I mean, uh, you yes, didn't I call yourself, you know, style princess. No, 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 no. Because it was more, I wanted it to be more slightly irreverent, but still, actually, do you know what? Women of a certain age, we're not maybe who our mothers were, you know? And my point was, it was my dilemma as well. Where do you shop? You know, it's, I've sort of gone from working to sort of having three kids, three years at home with the kids at my little, my tiny, tiny ones. And then it was, oh, my Lord, where do I shop now? I can't, am, am I allowed into Topshop? Yeah, well, Will the alarms go off? Yeah, exactly. You know, will someone point and go, ah! Yes. You, until you get out. So, uh, but it was, you know, oh, my God, am I destined to go and shop in Viella? You know, mm. is that is that where is that where my life is going to be now? Yeah. So you started, uh, you were a mother of three young kids. And, and am I right in saying that one of your children has autism? Yes. He has. He was di diagnosed with ADHD when he was five, and diagnosed as being um, as well. In old money, we call it Asperger's, but now they call it high functioning autism at six. And so you. T so what did you start to notice when he was a very little boy that led you to? Oh, he was always. I mean, it's you know, it's it's, and I I have. It's really interesting. Those who don't have a child um, similar to mine will say, "You can't say that. That's really mean." You know, he was nuts. I mean, honestly, I used to say he was, it was like a, he was like a frog on coke. You know, people used to say, oh, my child's lively. And then they'd see him and they'd be like, oh, yeah, OK. I mean, he was like Edmund Hillary at the age of two. <laughs> climb, climb, climb. Didn't sleep. You know, dropped his nap at 15 months. 
I mean, he was didn't. I mean, he was. It was. It was. We just didn't know. You know, there was. He didn't watch television. The only thing he would love, he loved, was the cinema, and weirdly, the theatre. Really, I know how much more middle class can I sound? <laughs> Although it was the panto, it was the panto that we took it to first of all. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, we used to literally. That was my thing. I used to go and sleep in the cinema with him next to me, and he would be captivated. It's, it's the, it, and the, uh, it's quite common now. I know from other people that go, "Yes, it works." It's the darkness and the lack of other. Uh, of uh, if there's any other stimuli around. They will find it. What he'll be distracted by. Absolutely. This is the Whereas laser this, focus. And I think it was probably the noise. The surround. Yeah, he was, he was, and like people always say this, he had very, 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 um, he was, he was deaf actually. He was about 60, 70% deaf until he was two and he had grommets, uh, bad glue at really, really slow speech until he was five, four or five actually. So, and it, these are all things that when you go and get the diagnosis, it's like tick, 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 tick. So, so what led you to get the diagnosis? Um, it was, do you know what? I mean, it was, it was school. He really, really struggled, really struggled with, I mean, would not sit still, would not sit. You know, there were lots and lots of different things and punishments didn't work at all, was not bothered, you know, nothing bothered him. Uh, and I remember going to the teacher saying, um, I think, you know, would you support as a school a diagnosis? Because he's, he's now old enough. Um, and they're like, yes, definitely. I'm sure a lot of people don't want that diagnosis. It's, do you know what, there are people that say that and they call it a label. Um, so my analogy, how how we, how having been through it and see how it's changed his life over the years and, and, and our lives over the years. So first of all, if you get a diagnosis, the thing I will say is that nothing changes. Okay, you don't suddenly, you know, that there aren't angels that come down and you're like, yeah, my life's sorted. Not at all. It doesn't change them and it doesn't change you. What it does change are your expectations. So you're no longer trying to shove a square peg into a round hole. The other thing I will say, the older they get, and this is why I've always been, we've always said to him, we've tried to, to him to, you know, own you. And it's really tricky because can you call it a disability? We do in certain respects, just so that we do get the sort of, the, the, you know, the, the, the help and the understanding that, that they deserve. Um, but it's a condition. So we'll say to him, you know, own your condition. You know, we, and we really want, want him to because there is such a stigma still around being autistic. So what I say, and this is what I will say to people, right, imagine you are, you're Spanish. So you go into a room and you're with a whole host of English people and you look exactly the same as them. And you don't tell anybody that you're Spanish and that your English is very poor. So everyone's talking to you and you're ignoring them and you can't converse back and they look at you and think, rude. If you'd gone in straight away with a note or you just sort of said, you know, by the way, um, I'm Spanish and my English is very poor, everyone goes, okay, fine. And it's not that they treat you any differently. There are allowances that are made. And the thing that I'm always really passionate about about saying is that, look, these, the, you know, the children and adults, it, they're neurotypically different. That's the only thing. And the only reason why we are seen as being normal and they're not is because there are more of us than there are of them. Yeah. That literally is the, is the only difference. They see the world in a different way. And it's fascinating and it's brilliant. And try and the stigma that's attached to it is just so incredibly frustrating yeah and that's why i talk about it a lot i talk about it a lot especially because i mean the things we've had over the years uh you know well he's not really that autistic <laughs> he doesn't look autistic i say no that's the way we part his hair <laughs> i mean it's just but it's not and people don't understand but he's still naughty no He's not naughty. He, it's, it's the level of frustration is massive, and um, you know, and it's you know, well, his, you know, his, 
we've had lots of incidences with um, reactions to things that have happened to him. And again, this is the understanding. So if somebody sniffs him, it's akin to smacking him around the head with a baseball bat. People are like, what? Yeah, All I did was yeah, exactly. X. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas his reactions are seen as being uh, are perceived as being, you know, completely, um, you know, overzealous to the to what was meted out. It it's not. It's a different kind of maths, that. right? Yeah, exactly. And unless you understand that, and I mean, we've had lots of problems with bullying because people would wind him up to get him into trouble. But anyway, so it's all this sort of thing that, and this is the sort of thing that if your parents, it's like, do you know? You know, parents don't know this of other children. And I think it's given parents who do have a child in a sort of who have a similar condition. I think it gives you a, a confidence to be able to go to go into school to say to them, look, this is being unreasonable. You know, I, I, whereas they go, oh, I mean, we over the years have made so many allowances for other people's behavior. Yeah. Whereas none are made for his. No. Because it's seen as extreme and therefore yeah. it's wrong somehow. And also yeah. uncomfortable. People yeah. don't like stuff that's different. Oh, yeah. And that makes them look at themselves or their kids and yeah. that maybe they can't just plough on in the same way unhindered. You know what? And at the end of the day, you know, I mean, there is there is a level of... Um, they are difficult. Yeah, they can be difficult and they can be irritating. But primarily that is because they're in the wrong environment. Yeah. Um, I mean, we considered homeschooling. I think homeschooling for these sorts of kids, you know, is... is is a real, unless you find the right school, I would think is a such a viable option. Did you find the right school? Yeah, we did. Touch so, word at the minute. I it's mean. interesting, isn't it, with the, with the Instagram thing and the influencer thing, because you were early in the space, you're big in the space, you're loved in the space, but accusations that fly around are, oh, well, she's just got a perfect life. I think what gets really tricky is because, you know, as your reach gets bigger, there are things, I mean, I, I wanted to protect, give him his privacy, you know, I think that's very important. But at the same time, this isn't necessarily about his journey. This is about our journey as parents. Yeah. Uh, this is about my journey. Yeah. And that's what other parents are going through. And the isolation um, is extraordinary. Mm. And that's what any child who's going through this, will, we know, will say the same. I mean, birthday parties, what birthday parties? They don't get invited <laughs> to birthday parties. You know, there is this all, and also there is always this, this assumption that somehow you've done something right. It's somehow you and all you want for your kids as well is for to be able to just send them out into the world okay, right? And so that if there's extra measures to be put in, that's just terrifying. And we've all shared your, you know, watched you in the car, you know, in tears. That's basically how you've shared everything. Is this something that you've had to defend? I mean, have you been, because we've heard a lot about yeah. internet and influencer trolling recently. There have been a couple of really big public cases. Have you experienced any of that? Like real negativity? It's quite a... British thing that people very much want you or there are certain people that would very much like you to stay in your lane yeah stay in your lane row your own boat you know how dare you do something that actually wasn't what you originally set out to do which the irony of it is that's what I love about the world now what you do at the age of 20 21 22 you don't have to do when yeah, you're 40 I agree it's amazing um, and I, I you know uh, so I, I struggle with that I've always done hugely and I actually have any truck for it at all but I think there are certain people that, you know, it, it, no one is going, not everybody's going to like you. And, you know, is it, is it, I mean, I, I can be irritating. That's absolutely fine. But I guess if you're going to do what you do and you're about to do it on telly prime time, you have to accept that. You have oh, to go, listen, you, a lot of people are going to find me yeah. 
annoying or yeah. irrelevant yeah. or totally. whatever. Bad I, don't, I just don't understand why anybody would. If you just if you find someone annoying, just don't follow them. I have to tell you, what you do is fucking useful. Yeah, it's because so I love clothes, but I don't I don't have time to go into physical shops. And we've already discussed the changing rooms. I don't really have any time. Actually, I'm not quite sure why. Single mother, and um, and you're a shortcut. You sorted out my summer wardrobe. You find me a couple of things on cats. Yeah, speed, I always uh, exactly. I always go. Oh, I think this will work on you. This it's will work very on useful. You. It's very democratic. It's realistically priced. Yeah, I mean, I think you're offering a service. Also, you're not. What I think I what I love about it as well is the fact that you are you you aren't saying you're trying it on for other people. So you're not saying this is going to look good on my body shape every yeah. time. Blah blah blah. You're not just styling for a, how tall are you five five ten, five, ten you know Literally size Hagrid. whatever. You're, Female <laughs> you're not female. <laughs> That's exactly how I would describe. You know, <laughs> we've got this guest coming. She's a bit like a female Hagrid. But no, what I'm saying is that some of the dresses that you tried on don't work on you. Yeah. So you know, I am five five it. and a half. Yeah. With, you know, an extremely sort of violently curvy. And I picked up a couple of things that probably you chucked away. Oh, I will always, always say, you know, this is perfect if you're an hourglass. This is be- because I'm not. So I'm a very, very specific sort of shape. Um, and I've been doing it so long now. I know what works on other people. Mm. And that, you know, the high street is so incredible. For Do that. you think that in the 10 years you've been doing this, I, yes. it always makes me laugh when people say I've been doing this for so long because I feel like saying yes, because it was Queen Victoria, it was <laughs> raining, or, the, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Romans were, you know, it's 10 years, it's, a life, it's like dog years, it's a lifetime. Yeah. But how much has what is immediately available to women, you know, with, with middle incomes yes, changed? massive. I think it's changed hugely for our demographic. And that was, I will absolutely say, that is one of the reasons why I have been so successful. Apart from the fact that, you know, I'm obviously brilliant, not. It's not that at all. I think the, the, the point is, I think the fact that so many companies suddenly realized, retailers realized, hang on a minute. The, ones, the people that, yeah, the, the, the people that actually have money, you know, and who actually are now really interested in fashion and who want to buy a couple of incredible things as opposed to three dresses to wear on a Friday and Saturday night that they're never going to wear again, are the over 40 market. That 35 and above have a, you know, are discerning with a really good disposable income. Forget the 25-year-olds, you know. And that that's a whole different sustainable issue that, you know, someone with Dutch younger yeah, can, can sort out. I mean, we need to sort it out. But it's, it's when we're talking about us, I think we've always been had that sustainability in mind but just because we don't like waste you know if you buy something new you need to be able to think of three outfits that you can wear it with in your wardrobe so you need to be able to make up three outfits from that jumper that you've already bought now chances are you know if you need to go and then buy a new skirt and a new jacket to go with it don't buy it you know you it needs to fit in with what you already own and don't buy anything that you got, you plan to diet into. That's my other thing. You never, yeah. Don't, don't. I'll slim into that. Because it will won't. just sit there as a sort of symbol of your failure yeah, exactly. forever. And you can't throw it away because that means you've given up. But then but eventually you do maybe get into it. You've touched it too many times. And you think, I actually hate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. By then that ship has sailed. Yeah. So do you think, did you ever think that all of that time spent in different changing rooms speaking into your phone would lead to... Prime time. Prime time. I, uh, no. No. So I, how did it happen? How did it happen? Oh my gosh. It was a very, very long, it, I mean, I. I <laughs> in brief, a, how did that happen? Brief, <laughs> in brief, in brief, uh, do you know what? It was somebody, um, yeah, at the BBC who a couple of years ago now called me in for a meeting. I just said, I love following you. My friends love following you. We're looking at doing something in fashion. We haven't got any idea of what it's going to be. If there is an opportunity, would you be interested? That was it for another six months, eight months. 
um, uh, someone got in touch from a production company. We're doing this show. Would you like to do a? And it was a question of a, a Skype. I mean, I'm such an old lady. Skype interviews. Yeah, amazing. That's amazing. I got the phone. I was like, kids, kids. How do I do the Skype thing? What <laughs> a nightmare. I've never done also, it. Because if I did a Skype oh, interview, was... I would just look at. I always look at myself in the corner. They, but you, but the thing is, is, you always look at yourself everywhere. That's Lift true. mirrors. It's shop. True. When she's not vain, but she cannot resist. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. So yes, you would. Your eyes would be. You'd be giving giving it the full Emily crazy yeah, eye. It would. It when would her eyes like start to swivel. Eyes, yeah. oh, looking down. Anyway, it wasn't. Like, you know, they showed it to me back, and it was not. You know, it was not good. I was like, seriously. <laughs> um, and then it was. Uh, we did a. I don't even know what they call it. It's a terrible screen test thing. I don't know. I had to do. I had to do some stuff. Style a person in a shop. Um, and but yeah, isn't that great? Isn't it awful when people start doing something? They immediately learn all the acronyms and all the lingo and oh, start yeah, peppering lit, everything with it. Lit, well, and when we were filming, they keep saying, "Right, we're going to do blah blah blah," and I'd be like, "Amazing!" And I'd sit there and have to go, "What's what's that, what's that mean? What does that mean? What 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 what, what does that mean?" Yeah, no, we didn't have a clue. And things we'd forget. I mean, we were we were, we were filming, and actually, part of the show um, is where the stylists sit in a room and watch on the television what's going on uh, with the makeover or with the interview with Rylan originally. And uh, it's goggle box styling, so we're commenting on it anyway. So I'm sat there in between shoot, in between things with next well, a friend of mine, one of the other stylists, and we couldn't remember the name of the guys. One of the, well, it actually was the sound guy. So of course, so we're sitting there going, I can't remember his name. Can you remember his name? And suddenly we hear, John. And of course, we know. <laughs> so we're like, mic'd up all the time. It's like, okay, we are such amateurs. So yeah, it's, um, were you nervous? No, not at all. With hindsight, as I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the episodes, you know, with my resting bitch face, I should have been. I was like, I look about to have a stroke. <laughs> I look like I'm planning someone's awful. death. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I need to work on that. I mean, it was, you know, fingers crossed there's a series two. I need to work on that. Also, looking at your face, have you ever seen that episode of 30 Rock where suddenly Tina Fey is on high-definition telly and they've drawn on, like, wrinkles and warts, basically? How was it to see your physical self there? Uh, it was it was okay, actually. Of course, the whole way through, I went, don't my hair, don't my hair, don't my hair. And I thought, get a grip. And then uh, it, it was okay. I think because I spend so long um, doing stories with no makeup on. Looking, Instagram stories. Yeah, looking rough as a badger's ass. Actually, I was like, oh, okay. It's not... It's not so bad yeah when you've got when you've got it's important to on. accept yourself with no makeup on sort of looking yeah. disgusting isn't it to know that sort of that that is your that's your bottom line that's sort of you know where yeah. you live rather than having to be constantly oh i again it was, uh, quite a few years ago when it was i'm going back to the whole being real thing it's like oh my god and i watch these instagram stories these people think jeez what time did you get up to put that like oh god be asked. and so it was one day I said do you know what actually I can't be bothered I need to talk to you about something and I'm just not going to put any makeup on and it is so refreshing once you've done it then you've just never then you're probably well it go does back. Yeah. I mean that's how most of isn't that how most of us look most of the time like yes. quite often I will be if I'm working from home I will be in my pajamas till two o'clock yeah oh you know? I don't like to wear proper clothes at home ever no, no. I mean not pajamas even really when people Uggs. come for dinner yeah I do, I do put something on when I come for dinner. Oh, I sort of don't really. <laughs> oh, I do. I've, I've, yeah, no, I do, I do, I do like getting dressed up, but not, uh, you know, put petrol in the car. Yeah. Or drop my husband at the station, or you know, <clears throat> drop a PE kit at school. Ugh. Do you still have those mornings when you wake up and you stand in front of your wardrobe, 
hoping that something relevant and flattering will leap out and it doesn't and you feel kind of defeated and upset oh there are so there are so many times and I, and I again I say this I do I will go and I'll say it and I'll put an outfit and I'll think this is going to look amazing <laughs> and I put it on like, in the mirror I'm like yeah this is, this is, this is not my usual style but you know what I'm going to try I'm going to go for it and by 11 o'clock I'm like oh I literally claw these clothes off me and I've got to go and change and I, like, it, 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 but this is the point I think that everybody has this and if we you can actually it's okay to turn around and go this has ruined my day yeah <laughs> this has literally ruined my day it's not shallow it's about confidence there is that point where you when you when that happens when you're just basically all you can the only thing in your brain is oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god why am i wearing this and you're right every every window you walk past it, oh it's me oh, oh my god. god i find that if i get there. some if i get something new i'll always try and wear it for something that I've only, you know, for maybe two hours. Like if I have to, oh, if I'm working from, so that I know that I'm not going to be stuck in it from when I leave the house at 7.30 in the morning to when I get home that's or whatever really time that night. I have this oddly punishing thing where I buy something and then I don't wear it. <gasps> not the save for best, but it's more of a, Take it back then. This is if you've not moment, worn it, take it back, take it back, it take it back. Well, no, it's more like a, it's more like to keep the treat going. Oh, okay, that's just weird. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I've just gone silent. I don't understand. Well, I'm trying to work out how that's beneficial. I actually would say if you do buy something and you haven't worn it within three weeks, take it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take Absolutely. it back. But the, the other thing I would always say to people is go home and try your wardrobe on. Try the try different things because it is very easy to get stuck in a rut. And not that there is wrong with a rut. Quite often I will. I do you know what? I'm going to wear these boots and I'm going to wear them every day for the next two weeks because I love them. That's okay because after two weeks you'll go. I don't want to wear them again. And then six months later you'll get them out again. And you'll be like, oh, so I remember those. Yeah. Exactly. And you love them. You fall in love with them all over again. I certainly find for sort of two or three weeks at a time, I'll have, you know, maybe three workout Dial. outfits. Yes. And I'll just keep rotating Perfect. them. Because that's that's as much as I can handle. That's, and that's fine. I think so long as you leave the house and go, do you know what? I love this. Yeah. This is the second time I've worn this dress in three days. Mm. I mean, because I just, I love it. It is pure joy, that dress. It's I know. It's Karma Miranda had a bastard child with. I don't know. Maria Prakatan. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it was that her I know, name? I want you. Maria yeah, Prakatan. Maria Prakatan. <laughs> yeah, what show was that? Clive James. Clive James. Was, I know, I know. Oh. Look at this useless shit I know. <laughs> but I've no idea whether I locked the back door this morning. Literally no idea. You don't. I've suddenly got the fear that I didn't double lock, actually. I know. No, I don't think I did. Gosh, isn't it all for those mornings when you, when you, when you, open the back door and realise it's been open all night and think totally. oh my goodness or oh, where's your car keys where, where, where's my keys where's my keys where's my keys in the door yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no. my keys are often in the door or in the car that's the worst also have I left the gas the hob on yeah you've had some bad ones with the hob haven't you yeah. where you've actually practically got to work and had to come home because yeah. you no, can't remember I just I can't remember my that's, with the iron. that's when my anxiety is really playing up though so I and I know and actually now because I'm so involved I um, and I've made so much progress. Our favourite word um, that I um, that I know that it's my anxiety. Oh, you know it's not the gas. Oh, you Do know you? what I'm thinking. No, shut up. That's the day the house <laughs> burns down. <gasps> Oh God. oh God! Worst case scenario. I'm now scenario. totally defeated. I'm going home now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's exactly. Later. Well, you're really going home to just to get out of that pedal, now, can't you? <laughs> I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like I want to claw it off my body, exactly like you said. Did you not like properly panic about what you were going to wear to be in a show called "You Are What You Wear"? I mean, holy fuck, the pressure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So don't ask any of my friends or family this because it, because obviously the show is about the high street. So whilst I you know whilst I'm fortunate enough to be able to purchase certain things and I always buy them in the sale, um, you know it was we wanted the dress to come from from the high street and it was very much I'm going to wear a dress. But it's I 
described it as the outfit I was going to be buried in. Oh. Be- well, because you have to wear it. You wear it for all four episodes. Oh, so you mean, sorry, so this is the fuss that you made beforehand to your friends and family yes. about what you were going to wear. I, I understand. Wear? Okay, so basically this was the nightmare that kept on giving to everybody who knows you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is why last year, I uh, there were, for a small period of time, I did seem to try on literally every single dress that had ever been made <laughs> to try and find the right one. So what did you wear? It's from, um, I'm actually really, really pleased with it. Well, I've only been able to wear it once since filming because it was 15 days of the same dress for yes. 10 hours a day. Fine. I was like, burn that thing <laughs> um it is uh, it's from happy cross nature which is kate hudson's brand now it's not so it is when, when we when we say it's high street it, i mean it's it's sold in selfridges or you can it's the only place you can buy it is selfridges um but it's uh recycled polyester and the dress is 150 pounds which is a lot of money for a dress but you can get significantly cheap, more expensive dresses on the rest of the high street um and the you know the the volume of the dress, the print—it's so unusual. It's just amazing. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. All I want to do now, okay, yeah. I'm go- well, because I need to now go and Google Happy Cross Nature. I'm oh, going to say, Cat Farmer, we couldn't yeah. love you oh, more. Oh, we'd love you. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Annabelle Rivkin and Emily McMeekin of the Middle. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll just leave you with this thought. Swearing fucking helps. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. <laughs> to be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling... We are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.